My name is, is Terry Lancaster. I'm a marketing strategist. I'm a trainer and uh, I'm an author, a speaker and a writer. We got, we've got a bunch of speakers in here today, but my, my forte really is, is the written word. I, I write the words that all these uh, the really good speakers speak out loud. I, uh, I do most of my work in the automotive business, just like Patricia said. I work with car dealerships from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan to Miami, Florida, doing everything from writing radio and TV spots to writing uh, their blog posts to, to writing their web pages and sales funnels. Now, like I said, 90% of it is, uh, is, is for car dealers, but I do work in other industries as well. Uh, Lincoln was talking about the insurance business. I, I, I do a lot of work in the insurance business. I do some work for the mortgage agency business. Doing some home repair work today, I'm going to be writing an, uh, an auto blast script of someone is doing a telemarketing phone calls for, for attic space inspections, for attic and crawl space inspections in California. We're doing a, a, an e, a, 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 a voicemail funnel that they're working on for that. So got lots of different things going on. Anytime that requires uh, you know, written, written words. I, I'm your guy. If you know someone, especially if you know a car dealer, I'd love to get a copy of my free book, How to Sell More Cars, available on Amazon. So we'll get that in their hands uh, for a good time call. Uh, Terry Lancaster, uh, The Written Word. Lincoln Corcoran, Corcoran, thank you so much for being here today. Lincoln is a best-selling author and he's an international speaker. Now, I've spoken in two countries, so that makes me an international speaker. I'm, I'm prone for exaggeration, uh, but uh, I have spoken in two countries, so I have. But Lincoln, he's the real deal. 35 plus countries. He stood up in front of people and said stuff. And he's the author of the book, With Passion. Today, he's going to be talking to us about selling with passion. Lincoln, how are you, sir? Awesome, awesome. Doing great. Did we get frozen? Nope, nope. You're, you're on board, baby. You're on deck. Oh, how are you? Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for this opportunity. I, I have a heart for salespeople. I've sold many, many years, as I said earlier. Um, coached and trained, build sales teams. And <clears throat> so it's great to be among sales people. <clears throat> Excuse me. So sales, and I'm going to try to you know, keep this short and sweet. Too many people in sales today just fell into sales. I wish, really, I wish that when they have career day, in, the, in high schools and in universities, that they would promote sales as a career. Most of us who've been in sales, we didn't get up and say, well, I want to be a salesperson. Somebody either recruited us or said, hey, you're going to make a, a great salesperson. Come join us. We had nothing else to do. There were no other options. So we got, we got in there. That's how I got into sales. You know, I was attending a Dale Carnegie class on human relations and effective speaking. And uh, the, the lecturer, the teacher of the class, he was a, a manager of Barbados Mutual Life Insurance Company in Trinidad. He came to my house. I was a school teacher at the time selling education. I was a school teacher at the time. And he, you know, you know in life, timing, timing, you know, I'm not, our timing, but God's timing. I was getting so frustrated with the bureaucracy in the education system and the traditional way they wanted to do things. I was ready. 
and he came at the right time. To cut a long story short, within one year, I was teaching the other sales guys how to sell life insurance. Some of the best money I've ever, ever made. If our sales people, everybody in sales could see that what they do is a career, is not a J-O-B. Think about how much fun we have doing sales. We meet a different person every day, two or three persons every day. We get to interact with fellow human beings. And I like to tell salespeople, this is the only profession, and it's a profession, that there is a direct link between your performance and your bank account. Let me repeat that. Sales is the only profession that there is a direct link between your performance and your bank account. There are many people right now, they clocked in at their job and they read in the newspaper or on Facebook or on LinkedIn and just going through the motion, looking at the clock to see when it's five o'clock, time to clock out. And they're picking up a paycheck. In sales, we got to go get it. We got to go get it. And it's exciting and it's fun. And it's, it gives us opportunity to trust, trust. And I love it when Patricia said she likes to sharpen her saw. Think about a fire. If you leave a fire unattended, what happens? It dies, right? Similarly, yes, people, we don't in, people, we don't invest in ourselves to keep growing. I learned early in life, growth is a continuous process. Any living organism that stops growing begins to die. Any living organism that stops growing begins to die. And that's what I love, what I do. I'm helping people to continue to grow. Learning is not an event, it's a process. And in sales, we get to learn every single day. Every individual we talk to is a different person. Have you ever met two identical people in all respects in your, in your life as a salesperson or even as a human being? No, there is only, in this whole wide world, there's only one Terry, one Jim, one Don, one Patricia, one Robert, one Jacob, one Lincoln. God only made one of each of us. And that makes us so unique, so special. And guess what? We get to help people to make buying decisions. We get to help people. That's what sales is all about, isn't it? To help them to make the right buying decision at the right time. Sales is a relationship, my friends. It's a relationship. When I coach social and emotional intelligence. In relationship management, and it's, there are no great relationships if it's not well managed. How many of you are married? So you know what I'm talking about. If you don't manage that relationship, it will die. It takes management. Similarly, in sales, it's a relationship. And the first component of relationship management is communication. And guess what? The most used communication skill is listening. I've seen so many salespeople talk themselves out of the sale. And here is my 10-second effective listening seminar. 
Look how the Lord designed us. Two ears, one mouth, which is a subtle indication that we should listen twice as much as we see, we speak. Professional, well-trained, well-coached salespeople, they ask questions and listen. They diagnose before they prescribe. Write that down. They diagnose before they prescribe. So the first component in sales relationship is communication. Now, not just communicating with your client or prospects, and then think about how many salespeople who you met, they want to dump something on you, and especially in the car sales business. I sold cars for two years, and I won awards and all of that because I had a different approach. It's not dumping information. It's not slamming people into what they don't want, but because you have something that you want to push off on people, diagnose before you prescribe. And, and guess what? Let's talk about the car sales world a little bit. I've, I've, I worked for Auto Trader for eight years and some, and I got to speak at a lot of car dealers. I remember once I was in Seattle, Washington, and I asked these car sales people, what does society think about you people? Guess what they start telling me? Oh, they think we are liars. They think we are scumbags. They think we are cheaters. They think we overpromise and underdeliver. They are telling me this. So I asked them, so what are you going to do about that? Are you going to live up to their expectations? Or are you going to change that brand one customer at a time? That's what I'm here for, to help you to see that you're a professional salesperson. In salespeople, we need to have more integrity than most other people because people buy from people who they trust, who they like. So we got to become trustworthy and likable. And, you know, we, we, we coach people, we say, you got to follow up and follow through. I, I was teaching some salespeople last week about making memorable communications. And one person asked, how often, how long would you follow up on a prospect? The guy gave an excellent answer. Until they die. <laughs> there is no limit. My own mantra was until they tell me, stop calling me. And then I will still call. I'm not calling you today about sales, but did you see the US Open yesterday who won that thing? Just keeping in touch. Keeping in touch. You have their birthday, send them a birthday card. It's a dollar for a birthday card. Well, it went up to a dollar 25 cents. <laughs> you know, on a 35 cents stamp, keep in touch. I like to ask salespeople, which is who your favorite client? And they give me a name. Okay, tell me, what do you know about this client? Well, he's the owner of this business and he's got 500 employees. And okay, but is he married? Yeah, 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 he's married. And what's his wife's name? Does he have children? Yeah, he's got a couple. How many? And what are their names? What do they do? Because think about this. When you call a, a prospect, a client, and you say, hey, Jim, this is Lincoln. How is your wife today? Or, hey, Jim, this is Lincoln. How is Patricia doing today? I'm just assuming, <laughs> just role playing here, okay? And, and how is little Joey doing in baseball or little league? That's relationship. And it's a relationship. 
And we all know, we all, we've been around all of us, that referrals are the be- is the best form of marketing, isn't it? Referrals, they're not going to refer you if they don't like you or if they don't trust you or if they forget about you. Keep in touch. Even after, that's another thing. After the sales, how many salespeople send a thank you card or call and say thank you? And then 30 days later, call and say, how's it going? How is that new car you bought? You know, whatever. how is that diamond ring you bought for your girlfriend? Is she like it? Is she still enjoying it? You know, how, how, how is that furniture I put up for you? How is it holding on? Is it still comfortable? Follow up, follow through is so important. You know, and Terry quoted one of my favorite quotes from Wayne Gretzky, you only miss 100% of the shots you do not take. And we all know, I I was out training a sales rep once and we were selling bank card services. This was in the days when it was relatively new bank card, we know the terminals, relatively new. And she walked past a nail salon. And I said, why did you, why did, aren't we going in there? She said, no. I said, why? They don't take credit cards. I said, isn't that not what we are doing? Encouraging them to take credit cards, let's go. The people were so happy to see us, they're like they were waiting for us. Too many salespeople assume. You know, then you ask, what's your number? And it, well, what, my phone? No, 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 not what's your phone number. I want to know. Do you know your numbers? And, and I like to create curiosity. What is he talking about? Well, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about how many calls do you have to make to get one person to talk to you? How many people you have to talk to before they say yes? You've got to know your numbers. Because, again, I knew my numbers when I was selling in Miami. I had to make 50 calls at least before I get one person to talk to me. And I had to talk to five, at least five people before I made a sale. So if I get up in the morning, I took 50 business cards, I put it in my one pocket, and I said, I'm not going home until I exchange these 50 cards for 50 other cards. That, that worked like magic. It's about determination. It's about having a plan for your day and, and, and every day. It's about making new turns because I found out the Holy Spirit will guide you and talk to you. But you're going to listen. I can't tell you how many times I drive past this building and I get this voice in my head, go knock on that door. I listened, made the U-turn. Oh, I'm glad you came. Isn't that a great thing? When a prospect tells you, I'm glad you came. So, folks, another area in sales that we neglect is the people behind the scenes. Customer service representative, the people who are maintaining the customer that we bring into the company. Well. When I was in Bankard sales, our customer service headquarters was in Melville, Long Island, New York. 
once a month, I will send $100 to the customer service. I made friends with them. And I will say, buy pizza lunch for all the people there. They love me. You know whose paperwork got done first? You know who, whose customers got well taken care of? And that, what, it's an investment. It's an investment, but they are part of the cycle. And, and I don't think we spend enough time in, in the selling world to let them know the customer service rep, you are important. You are important to this sell. It's relatively easy to make a sale, but to keep it, to maintain it, because it's so competitive out there, that customer is getting so many calls, so many offers, and now with the internet, you know, so many emails and robotex and all of that. We need to keep in touch and we need to maintain maintenance of the relationship is so important. Maintenance, again, going back to Patricia's so sharpening the saw, that's maintenance. Customer service is maintaining the relationship and making sure that customer is happy and remains happy. And even when I was in sales, even when they, they quit for some reason or the other, I still kept in touch. I still care. And the best, one of the sweetest things in sales is when a customer who left you comes back. Isn't that true? When a customer who left you comes back. So I don't know how many more time I have, but selling with passion. Selling with passion. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about passion. I myself was I coach soccer, and I would tell my boys, "Give me more heart." Did you leave your heart at home? And it's amazing how the 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 energy level goes up. I remember one particular game. We were down one zero, halftime, and I I knew my boys were better than the other team. Halftime, I I said, "You know, we huddle." I said, "Okay, give me your eyes, guys. What's up? Did you leave your your heart at home?" You guys are 10 times better than that, those other, that other team. Go out there and put some heart in this game. We won the game 3-1. It works. I've never heard a speaker or a writer define what passion is all about. Is it just a scissor that comes and goes? A feeling is much deeper than that. And the Lord blessed me and he gave it to me. And if you get the book, I, I will I explain how I got it. But simply... The P in passion stands for pride. How many salespeople take pride in what they do? And I'm not talking about proud. I'm talking about taking pride, personal pride. I did my best today. I give it my all today. The A is attitude. And we all know your attitude towards life determines life's attitude towards you. If you, ex if you get up in the morning and, oh, my God, it's snowing, it's raining, it's so hot, it's going to be a crappy day today. You're not going to be disappointed. It is going to be a crappy day. But if you get up in the morning and say, today is a great day. Today is a day of opportunity. I'm going to help somebody make a great buying decision today. You're not going to be disappointed. The first S is special. People who have a passion for what they do, they go out of their way to make other people feel special. But friends, 
The only way you can make somebody feel special is if you know you are special. But look what marketing gurus are telling us. You watch TV and look at the ads, they're telling the girls to be special. Your hair has to be a certain color. <laughs> and you have to have a certain shape. And the guys, we don't get away. They tell us you got to wear, drink a certain brand of beer or wear a certain cologne or drive a certain type of vehicle to be special. And guess what? People are buying into it, spending a lot of money, and it's not working. There are two reasons, only two reasons why you should know you're special. Reason number one, the Lord Almighty created you in his image. Reason number two, he only created one of you. <laughs> why are diamonds so much more expensive than a rock outside? Because they're rare. You, Terry, you, Jim, you, Robert, you, Pat, you, Don, you, Jacob, you are more rare and more unique than a diamond. Do you believe it? Can you see it? You're so special. Now, we'll make other people feel special. The second is a service, especially in sales. We don't sell, we serve. Service to humanity is the best work of life. We serve people. We serve. The I is initiative. We don't have to be told what to do. Something that needs to be done, it doesn't even have to be our job. There's something that needs to be done. I can't tell you how many times. This is one of the things that really pissed me off in life. When people dump their garbage on the ground. Or, or you know, they drive up in the parking lot in the supermarket. They open the door and they put, oh my goodness. I pick it up. This is my world. Initiative. And they do it with integrity. That's the half step. Integrity. I learned... Uh, a simple definition of integrity from a guy named Alan Fine in his book, You Already Know How to Be Great. Repeat after me, everybody. Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself, Rob. Jacob, did you leave us? Repeat after me. Say, do, co. Say, do, co. Say, do, co. Repeat after co. One more time. Say, do, co. Sell, do, co. Say what you're going to do. Do what you said you're going to do and communicate when you can't. Say what you're going to do. Do what you said you're going to do and communicate when you can't because you all have good intentions unless you're a criminal. And sometimes things happen. You know, you promise that you'll meet somebody at the mall or in the movie chair, but something happened. Your daughter gets sick or you got a flat tire. You don't just leave people hanging your call. And you communicate. Say the code, that's integrity, the I. The O is ownership. Take ownership. Whose world is this now? This is our world. This is not President Biden's world and, the, and Congressman Lieutenant. This is our world. I, I was watching TV news and I heard this lady telling President, do something. And I, I wanted to shout at her and I said, you do something. If every one of us do something, this world will be a better place. Take ownership. My world, my job, my responsibility, my family, my community, my church, my life. Take ownership. And the end is never give up. 
too many people give up at the first obstacle that they run into and they give up. Be like a river. Think about a river. It comes flowing down from the mountain top and it runs into a big boulder. What does it do? It finds a way to go over or under or around. It might even disappear for a little while, but it pops up again. Be like a river. So that's passion. Take pride in what you do. Adopt a positive attitude towards life. Know that you're special. Go make other people feel special. See what everything that you do as a service to your fellow man. Take initiative, do it with integrity, take ownership, and never give up. And I thought this, I'm an optimist, but I'm a realistic optimist. And the optimist creed, i like to read it for you. It goes like this. Promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. To talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. To make all your friends feel there is something in them. To look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. We find what we look for. To think only of the best. To work only for the best and to expect only the best. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. One of the greatest things you can do is to applaud somebody. To forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future. Too many people crucified today between two thieves, yesterday and tomorrow. To wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. Imagine you walk into a prospect to have a meeting and this is you. Good morning. I'm here for our appointment. You just doomed yourself to a big no. Or, hey, good morning. How are you today? I'm here for our appointment. Is it still a good time? You see the difference? And you can engage with them. On the beginning, is it a good, still a good time? You want to give them power. You have the power to give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. Take ownership of your own improvement. To be so large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. If you want a copy, I'll, I'll send it to you. You got my email, just email me and say, hey, Lincoln, send me a copy of that Optimist Creed. It'll be at my pleasure. My final word to you. You. You, Terry. You, Jim. You, Don. You, Patricia. You, Robert. You, Jacob. You are the star in the movie of your life. Make every day an Oscar-winning performance. It's a performance. Life is a stage. Nobody can play you better than you. There's only one of you. Make every day an Oscar-winning performance. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. That was fantastic. My, um, my favorite definition of sales, and you kind of hit on this, but my favorite definition of sales is the transfer of enthusiasm 
from one mind to another. And brother, you you got the enthusiasm and the passion all, all, all in. So let me ask you this. I got one question and then we got a little time for Q&A with everyone else. But my question is, um, sometimes as salespeople, uh, me especially, I've, I've, I've got enthusiasm. I'm fairly passionate. I, I, I speak I speak loudly and, uh, and actively. Um, sometimes you meet someone who doesn't have that kind of enthusiasm. And when you, and, and, and if I turn it on full blast and I'm at somebody, I, I walk in at 95 and there's somebody who, who, whose resting heart rate is a 15. It's a little much. How do, how do you, how do you transfer the enthusiasm when, when they don't have any to start with? Let's go there. <laughs> well, you walk into the room, you've got to be able to read the atmosphere of the room. Of, you got a 70% of communication is non-verbal. Verbal. The moment you make eye contact with that person, you know, you have a sense. And maybe now is not the time. In the time you don't know what's going on in the back of their head. You don't know what happened to them on their way or when they left home kind of deal. So you got you see, you got to connect with the person first. And don't overwhelm them. Because too much enthusiasm sometimes can be overwhelming and can be a turn off rather than a turn on. So I would say something like, hey, Terry, how are you doing today? And shut up, don't answer your own question. Hey, Terry, how are you doing today? And, and listen for the tone. Look at the eyes. Because they're going to try to fake it. And they're going to try, oh, everything is great, Terry. So how come you're not smiling, Terry? And most times it works. I get a smile. <laughs> yeah. So first you got to connect and you got to make find out what's going on. And, and you give them again. I found out when you get permission, you have a higher probability that that person is going to say yes. So you get permission. Hey, Terry, it looks like a lot of stuff is going on right now. Is this still now a good time? Because they're feeling obligated that they made the appointment, they want to just keep the appointment instead of getting the value of what you have to share. I've, I've had some uh, uh, prospects say to me, you only got 10 minutes on, give me your best shot. And I say to that person, Mr. Furbush, I appreciate that 10 minutes and I appreciate you're such a busy person. But what I have to share with you is so valuable, and I don't want to do you a disservice by rushing into what I have to share. Can we reschedule for when you have more time? Guess what? You got 10 minutes? Most times they extend turn. <laughs> yeah. You see, that the thing about one of the components of social emotional intelligence is personal power. Personal power has nothing to do with physical strength. It has to do with self-confidence. Self-confidence and willing to step up and speak up for what you know is the right thing to do. And the right thing to do in a situation like that, Terry, is to walk away, reschedule, because you're only setting up yourself for failure. The other thing I've heard, you know, to follow up on that, I've heard reps complain. When I drove 50 miles for this appointment that this guy agreed to meet with me, and when I got there, his secretary came out and told me he can't see you today. So what do you do? 
you're there already. You don't get upset because getting upset does not fix it, does it? You don't need to send your heart rate up, send your blood pressure up and make you sick. What you do is you take the opportunity to connect with other people in the business. Make friends in the business. Introduce yourself. How are they going, people? That same secretary, she could be the greatest influencer on her boss. Get to know her. Exchange. Give her your business card. She knows what's going on. In the moment, in make use of what you have and what you lost. It's gone. Make the most of what you have. Because when that group's meeting and, they, and your name comes up, what do you want them to say about you? Oh, that's such a nice guy. You know, he stopped and talked to me at my desk. The janitor, you pass by the janitor, say, hello, how are you today? Well, I like how you keep this place so clean. Don't limit your praise and, and recognition. Somebody once said to me, recognition and appreciation should be served like champagne while it's still bubbling. Mm -hmm. I hope that answered your question, Terry. It did. It was fantastic. Patricia, you said you had a LinkedIn post today and, and Lincoln was covering some of that. What, 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 what were you talking about and, and, and what can Lincoln answer for you? Well, I was th I like to put a LinkedIn post having to do with business each Monday as part of my marketing efforts. And so, of course, yesterday was Father's Day. And I learned a lot from my father. And one of the phrases that we learned in our household was, be the change. That came from Mahatma Gandhi. Don't just whine about what's wrong. Find the skill that you have to make a difference, whether it's like Lincoln, picking up the trash off the ground. There are, there's something each of us can do to make life better for the person we're talking to or they're going to see later on today. So uh, it was great to, to have that underscore from a, a man of his uh, stature. Oh, come on. You know, yeah. fathers were with yesterday, and I imagine most of us are fathers for, for years upon years. You know, when I was growing up, we had this acronym for mother. M is for the million things she gave me. Oh, means only that her, she's growing old. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and there was none for fathers. Friday morning, in my devotion, he gave it to me. F is for faith. Without faith, you ain't going to be a good father. A is for authenticity. You've got to be authentic as a father. T is for trustworthiness. Your children, family, they've got to be able to trust with you. H is for your heart of gold, full of love for your children and everybody. E is example to set a good example for your children. And the R is to be righteous in all that you do. I just wanted to share that with you as it came up. Thank you, Lincoln. Any, uh, any other questions for Lincoln? Comments about our presentation today? Thank you. I'm glad he joined us. Fine. Thank you for finding him, Terry. Thank you. I'll be back. <laughs> and just to give you a, a, I'm doing this workshop online, a two-hour session on July 14. I'm doing two, two sessions, one from 11.30 Eastern time to 
to 1.30 Eastern time. So it's kind of like a lunch and learn. And then I'm doing it in the evening from 7 to 9. It's on my website. Look under the events page and you can find it. And I appreciate if you can share it with uh, your people. Oh, you bet. We'll, we'll share that in our group. So, uh, and your your website then is hisbusinesspartners.com? Yeah, and you know, um, hey, people, I am who he made me to be. I am who he made me to be. I've lost a lot of opportunities, but not lose it. I didn't have it because people said you got to leave God out of it. I said, I'm sorry. But what's in me is what's going to come out. It's amazing how many times, you know, you don't script something and it just comes out. And that's the people tell you that was the best part of the presentation. <laughs> yep. Thank you. The, um, so, so, so visit his website, hisbusinesspartners.com. The, the webinar is July 14th. You've got those going up. His book with passion is available on Amazon. You, you can buy that there. And uh, so we can get the whole, uh, the whole, all of the, uh, the passion, the stories. Yep, and if you want a signed copy, um, people who buy the book directly from me with a signed copy, they get the book and they get a sign like that with passion. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we read a lot of books. Within a week, we go back to our old ways and we forget about it. So that sign is a constant reminder about what this passion is all about. It's in your face all the time, every day. It's a constant reminder. Thank you, Lincoln. Jim, tell us what is going on in the NASP world over the next couple of weeks. Well, of course, next Monday, Gary Leroy, who uh, many of us know, if you don't know him, uh, I'd be surprised. He's been involved with so many networking groups and certainly NASP over the years. will be speaking in Murfreesboro at our uh, second meeting of the month there. It is a little bit of a drive for many of you, but uh, certainly you're invited. It's always worth coming, and our attendance has been increasing every meeting. We uh, used to have a substantial meeting, then COVID hit, and it's been a slow rebound since then. But it is now suddenly getting traction again. We, I think we had maybe 17 people, 18 people at the last meeting, so Please join us. Uh, that networking starts at 11 at the Doubletree. All the information should be on the invitation that uh, you receive for this meeting and for the for other ones that will be going out next week. And, of course, the following Monday, hard to believe already, is 4th of July. So we'll not be having a meeting. Um, the meeting after that, we'll be back in, we'll be back in Murfreesboro. And moving forward, we've uh, actually Blaine sent me a text before the meeting. You've got a couple of ideas for the speakers, uh, but we do have speakers booked out in the future. If any of you would like to speak at the Murfreesboro meeting, please send me a message or Blaine Little. Many of you know him, and we'll get you on the schedule into the rotation. Uh, Zoom meetings are great, but nothing like doing it in person. All right, back to you, Terry. Jacob, tell us again what you have going on tomorrow. All right. So the Rutherford County Hospitality Association has our June social at Champies in Murfreesboro from 5 to 7. I will post one more time the link to RSVP. It's free food. Um, 
And then great networking. Again, from five to seven, I think we've got some Myrna Retarians coming, connect Murfreesboro, people from Nashville, trying to mix a little bit of everybody together. Thank you, sir. Any other meetings coming up that we'd like to invite everyone to? All right. Thanks, everyone. I uh, I want to go back and touch on something, Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln, thank you again for, for everything. That was fantastic. But I, I, I tell you what, you jammed 40 pounds of potatoes into that 10 pound bag, baby. That was that was that was <laughs> 10 minutes worth of stuff. Um, I, and, and you just slipped this one past by. And I think it's the most important. This, If I had to say one single thing that was the most important thing for salespeople, you, you kind of slipped this by right there. One line in the Optimist Creed. And, and I've never heard it phrased this way. The line about uh we, uh, we crucified today on a hill between two thieves yesterday and tomorrow. Uh, I wrote what, in, in my book, um, uh, Better, Self-Help for the Rest of Us. I said we spend most of our time letting a, an imaginary there and then screw up a perfectly good here and now. And, and Dale Carnegie wrote an entire book, you know, how to stop worrying and start living. We spend so much time worrying about yesterday, reliving yesterday, worrying about tomorrow that we're never fully here right here right now. We're never with the person that's right in front of us right here, right now. And the number one automotive salesperson in the world, Ali Rita, sells Chevrolets and Cadillacs in the in uh, Dearborn, Michigan, which is the home of Ford Motor Company, sells probably 20 times the amount of cars that the average salesperson sells. And he tells me, if you ask, if you ask Ali the secret, if you pull them off to the side, what's your secret? How do you sell so many cars? How are you so good at what you do? He'll, he'll give you one simple fact. There's never anyone anywhere more important than the person in front of you right now. And if you can deliver all of your passion and your enthusiasm and your, your emotion and, and, your, and your, your service to the person in front of you, uh, the world will open, a, open its gates to you. But you have to be here to enjoy the kingdom of now. So, so thank you for that, Lincoln. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, in the moment, think about, write this down, W-I-N, the win formula. What's important now? What's important now? A lot of things are important, but they're not important now. My wife is important, but she's not important now. When she come home tonight, you know, because I can't do anything for her right now. My kids are important, but two, three of them are living in Las Vegas. One is in Dallas, and the other one is downtown Atlanta. They're all adults. Important, but not important now. You people are the most important people in my life right now. And I want, I want to thank you. You're the most important people to me every, every other Monday. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for, uh, for for supporting the group and, and supporting Lincoln and, and, and sharpening your saw with us here at the uh, at NASPNET, the Nashville Association of Sales Professionals. I I'm going to let you go. Everyone have a fantastic Monday. I'm going to get this video posted up in the group so we can go back and rewatch it. Like I said, lots of valuable information in there. So so we can go back and, and, and pick that apart and uh, continue to uh, to service our, our customers. Uh, another great line from the car business, uh, the sales department sells the first car, the service department sells every single car after that. It's all about, it's all about being of service. So thank you everyone. Have a fantastic Monday.